Hello, welcome back to the Non-Essential Workers Podcast, left-wing podcast on media, politics, and much, much more. I'm Alex. I'm Aiden. And I'm Jason. And this week is going to be Jason uh, giving us all he's got. Yeah, uh, I'm going to take us away from the Jeopardy! Choose Your Own Adventure style, and I'm just going to dictate what we talk about. Carefully curated. All right. um, Where do I want to go first? All right. I take a little bit of inspiration from uh, some. I've had the most, some of the most fun with Aiden talking about articles that change names over time. <laughs> and I found an ex- a, uh, especially heinous example that I will now provide for the for the room. This is from Deseret News. Now I don't exactly know what Deseret News is. I'm assuming it's something religious, based on the first writing of this article from Deseret News. George Floyd rallies fueled rise of woke religion, Archbishop Gomez says. And then I guess that wasn't inflaming enough, or that was too inflaming. And so I go to it today after, you know, not looking at it for a couple days, and it's changed to the growing battle over woke religion. It turns out maybe including a murdered unarmed black man, yeah. uh, and then having some Archbishop jerking himself off about it. Probably wasn't ideal for disseminating news. It's like pretty much like two thirds of the headline. <laughs> they got rid of the bishop and George Floyd. Let's just make this more broad and less specific, please. This article was as neutered as a fuck. I fucked up the joke. What are the, what are the guys <laughs> called that would saying that they neutered? Uh, like a eunuch? Or yeah, a... as a eunuch. This article is as neutered as a Catholic eunuch. I don't. Right? Maybe. There's a lot of problems here, but to me the most obvious one is that the vast majority of African Americans are not Catholic. And so the idea that a Catholic archbishop is criticizing African American Protestants for using religion as part of community organization around the protests is just kind of like shitting on another religion because fuck you. Like it's, it doesn't, it's not even about his own flock, arguably. I, I, could, like, I could be wrong, but I'm pretty sure that the vast majority of African Americans are not Catholic. Wait, what? What are you talking about? I don't think this is an inter-religious issue. I think it's some archbishop being an asshole saying the new religion is wokeness and that it's not Christian at all. This is not an inter-Christian discussion. Oh, you're reading this as a secular woke religion? Like a, like a religious style? No, not even secular. Like a racial like a... This is a way to shit up black people. Alright, but the, the nature of my question is is he saying religion metaphorically or literally? Because I read it as um, literally, like 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 wokeness as part of the black church, not or wokeness as part of black evangelicalism or black Protestantism. That would not be my interpretation. Yeah, I, people, you know, it's like people say, "Oh, you're into scientism." It's people like to religious people like to pretend that their opponents who have science are also engaging in religious delusion. Right. So they call CRT yeah, religious. They call, you know, protest religious as a way to take it down a notch, even yeah. though that's acknowledging that the religion they engage in is just as stupid in the gutter, right? You're dumb like me. Yeah, it makes no sense. But yeah. Yeah, I, I doubt that this person um, is even paying enough attention to to members of, of, uh, of black churches to even care what they're doing unless they see them talked about on on whatever news they they follow i wouldn't be surprised if it's just like hey the you know the younger more progressive members of my flock are suddenly more vocal about the fact that they care about people of other races 
and that certain parts of my rhetoric, which always had underpinnings of um, of bias and uh, of denigration, are now being perhaps pushed back against or or called out, and that's very upsetting to me, who has been unquestioned in my spouting of tradition for whatever four decades now. That'd be my guess. I'll be honest. I don't even think it has anything to do with his flock. I think he just listens to right wing radio and is salty. Like, I'm sure everyone in his Catholic archdiocese agrees with him. He's just a dipshit. Yeah, well, I mean, the I, I, that could very, very, very well be the case because, yeah, the the real the grandmas who still go to church aren't like, oh, we're woke now. Like, no, he's in an echo chamber and he's mad that other echo chambers exist that aren't his. I think and he's like hearing it on Twitter, especially like an archbishop who is a person of of authority within their religion. Yeah, anything that threatens kind of the monolithic nature of their faith is is dangerous to them, especially if they're a traditionalist. Uh, you know, it's like that, that article that you you pulled up uh, now probably months back about like some the other guy writing an op-ed about how like oh real real Christians are fading because. New Christians are, are pussies. Yeah, are <laughs> pussies who like care about life and shit. Meanwhile, I care about death. That's all it punishment. I, I honestly, I still don't read it the way you guys are reading it. I still read it as literally they talking about religion. I understand the idea of yeah, it could be like a metaphorical religion, like like the idea of conceptually they're overly wedded to their ideological position, or they're treating it with veneration or or superstition or or. Um, like fanatical devotion. It's certainly possible, but considering that it is a literal archbishop making the criticism, and it's, as you say, could very well be like a religious news outlet. I don't actually know what this out news outlet right, is. You're, you're making me do it. You're making me have it to just, go to the It story. makes me suspicious that there may actually be like an interfaith like conflict baked into this criticism. Now we've got to find out. Well, the whole point is we don't know. But okay. No, because when there's actual longhorns over... over loggerheads or whatever the expression is uh log flume it's no it's about there were religious leaders afraid that secular social justice movements are steering the country away from them it's it's not about relig other religious people it's about the fear of secularism the it's all the tropes okay i remember i was going to say that like this is just essentially a white supremacist in my view mad that he can't sneak as much white supremacy into his religion anymore because people aren't buying it. He's actually getting pushback, and the pushback is secular and ethical and based on racial politics he either doesn't understand or is on the wrong side of. So to me, it, it's not, this is not an interfaith discussion. This is, this is a, a convulsion of the, far, of the Christian right being mad that they're losing social clout and power. And that's reaching all the way up to archbishops who are freaking out about it. You know, the Pope is commenting on shit like this. Like, religion is scared up to its top level. And that's why I think it's relevant. It's an interesting idea, a, a, a premise that, that they put forth. Um, I guess this archbishop or someone speaking on their behalf that social justice movements offer a, an alternative to religion. That they offer the same kind of value but without any actual divine backing that's not really something that I, I i guess i'm so divorced from from any church at this point in my life that i don't really see the connection there i accept that you know plenty of, of christians uh operate on, on values that they that they um derive 
from their church and, and from the Bible um, in ways that are moral. But I don't know. It just it just kind of seems weird to like do one to one. But I guess it kind of serves the idea of like the whole premise, which is that oh, it's a cult of of wokeness. It's a right. Uh, and, do, and how dare you take away from my cult? I had a monopoly on cults. Cults, rather. Here, here is here is just a quick reading from it that I want to do. A growing group of pastors believe the needed wake-up call on racism has morphed into a rejection of the Christian faith. Quote, today's critical race theories and the critical race theories and ideologies are profoundly atheistic. They deny the soul, the spirit, transcendent dimension of human nature. Obviously all horseshit. And like, I, I totally disagree. I think critical race theory is actually overly spiritual. Uh, and it's like, think of the emotions of the people, the slaves past, like, uh, or they think that it is irrelevant to human happiness, says Archbishop Jose Gomez, who leads the Archdiocese of Los Angeles as president of the U.S. Conference of Catholic Bishops during a November 4th address. Like, this is not about black people doing Christianity wrong. This is about, we don't like that America is becoming less Christian. And I can couch that in cultural war shit that I don't like. It's like they don't—they don't, they don't want to understand anything without calling it a religion because all they understand is religion. Right? Yeah. Exactly. Like they literally just say in that line, "It's profoundly atheistic." Okay, then it's not a religion. Like you—you just defined it out of being a religion in your very sentence. But these are the same assholes who I've been watching on a AXP for ten years who say, "Well, you engage in religious thinking too, you scientists." Like, yeah. because to them, everything that's not them is just religion that's wrong. Yeah, there were some professors where I went to grad school that loved talking about secular religions, and I think it was for two reasons. One. Because they knew it would piss off secular people of to associate them with it. And two, because it was a way of kind of redefining your opponents for them against their will in a way that sounds yeah. plausible. It's a straw man and it's trolling 101 and it makes everyone feel bad and it makes yeah. you feel like a good Like, how do you argue against it? Because if you, if you say, well, no, that's not the case. It's like, oh, well, you just don't want it to be the case because you, you, you believe in faith. It's like, well, like you just... It's just kind of being a cunt. Like, there's nothing complicated about it. Like, there's no like, there's no advanced theory that's like you've proven the four theorems that make something religion. Well, it's, no, it's it's just saying I disagree with you. I'm going to call you a dirty name that's become like a that's, that's associated with me, your opponent. Yeah, a term of abuse, even though it's my own thing. Right. It's like I'm a piece of shit, so I'm going to call you me. It's like, well, <laughs> cool. Like you kind of cut off your nose to spite your face yeah, it's there. It's a pig pulling you into shit to roll in them, roll in with them. Yeah, but, so that's a baffling choice of attack, especially considering that this is an incredibly wealthy, prestigious institution and a relatively wealthy and prestigious individual within that institution trying to be like, social justice doesn't matter. But it's also a deeply insecure institution yeah. who are so sensitive to any minor fluctuations in their daily lives. This is why they basically don't even acknowledge the whole like child rape scandal that's gone on for hundreds of years now i don't know what this man's ethnicity is but his name is gomez yeah, I think we can which makes me assume that he is of hispanic descent and probably not black and he lives in la and he lives in la and he's the head of an incredibly prestigious sub-faction of the catholic church on what grounds can he speak to black lives matter other than fuck him you know a sympathetic ear like it may not be my struggle but i understand it's your struggle like all he's saying is like it's not my problem and fuck you yeah. Like he's, he's not saying here's the correct way to approach George Floyd or, or the Black Lives Matter issue. He's just saying that's a problem that you're doing that. I see. I thought this was funny because this is identical to how it would have come out in the Boston Herald from yeah. some, some Boston Catholic dipshit. But yeah. 
the thing we I don't think we've explored yet is why the title change. Probably because people got correctly angry. <laughs> people got sufficiently butthurt. Yeah, because like, what the fuck is wrong with you? They're like, well, what if it was just a neutral reporting on a conflict? Said enough letters to the archdiocese. Yeah, because <laughs> Gomez started getting his house TP'd or something. All right, let's move to something far less controversial. This from Reuter, or Reuters. Poland turns water cannon on rock-throwing migrants at Belarus border. Sounds fun, right? I like that migrants doesn't clarify whether they are... White migrants, Syrian migrants, Belarusian you know, migrants. Bel- Belarusian militants. Just Polish people they don't like. People fleeing, you know, tyranny. Like, you, you, migrants is a very neutered <laughs> term for we don't really know what the context here is. Migrant is the new terrorist. It's just unlikable. You don't have to know anything else about it's, them. It's not, not even, us. it's not even that helpful. It's like individual. Person of interest. Like, well, tell us what... <laughs> What were they doing? Like, yeah, they were moving from place to place, but were they, like, throwing rocks is not they their were profession. Like, they're making it negative by putting it in the context of rock throwing. Yeah, but that's just is, like what Israel says to kill, like, Palestinians. Right, exactly. And the fact that it's a water cannon versus rock throwing tells you everything you need to know about the power asymmetry and whatever the conflict <laughs> was. Alright, well, what if the migrants came with their own water cannon? What if yeah. they got their own hose and fire hydrant? Migrants like a- resort to throwing rocks after losing water cannon <laughs> duel with <laughs> Polish authorities. Yeah. See, if this was in the summer, this could have been like a fun mm-hmm. get together where the Polish government <laughs> throws like a like, like a u- unifying event where everyone just gets to you know throw water balloons and play with like water guns. But nah, water Poland's not that chill, and it's like November, so there's a lot of confusing things here. If if these are partisans who are in favor of the Belarusian dictatorship, then why would they be emigrating? <laughs> right. And if they're not partisans for it, if they're essentially fleeing it because they feel tyrannized by the regime, shouldn't Poland welcome them as an anti-Belarusian front against Belarus? Like, why would they reject people who are essentially the equivalent of right-wing Cubans coming to America? Like, we, we like having those people because it creates a political constituency against one of our enemies. Because, because that's not how countries think. Like, we don't consider people fleeing Mexico as, you know, political... Uh, asylum seekers who are pro-America. We view them as like drug dealers and rapists. But we don't so, have a... Specific, so we would hose them if we could. We don't have a specific ongoing simmering conflict with the government of Mexico, but Belarus is in an ongoing conflict with almost every one of its neighbors because it's crazy dictatorship. Yeah, but we've got this de facto conflict with Mexico, which is we think we're better than them, and we think they're bad uh, well, as a country. Like, uh, America is largely and generally racist towards Mexico. That's why we treat migrants the way we do. I'm not talking about like the Trump side. I'm talking about like the government. Like the the government of the U.S. has an ongoing battle with Cuba, right? Whereas I I don't think we have an ongoing battle with the government of Mexico, at least since the 19th century. Well, we do have some weird policies with them regarding like drugs and. But to our, get back to our, the our federal agents go in there like carte blanche do whatever the fuck they want. So this specific question, it almost makes me think that the generally xenophobic attitudes of the Polish uh, right wing that have taken over their government have become so entrenched that like they can't even accept people in who would basically agree with them and and help them against their other enemies. It's it's almost like a weird contradiction against their interest. Maybe this is COVID protocols in Poland. Maybe you just need a scrub down and, you know, the the most efficient way 
is to get the hose again. Oh, I see. So Poland turns water cannon, then admits <laughs> immigrants. Yeah, yeah, it's like it's like the deep clean. You know, when you go through a room, and it gets depressurized, and or they, well, like the dudes, the hazmat suits are showering yeah. you in any like dystopian movie. Migrants are rightfully fearful of taking suspicious showers in Poland. <laughs> That's all I'm saying. What do you think, Aiden? Well, I I don't know who exactly was throwing these rocks, but I I I do know that uh, the the immigrant crisis on the Polish border is is largely about Syrian uh, immigrants. Yeah, that's a, that's the thing that was first thing is like, are these obviously non-white? Oh, so these of? aren't Belarusians; these are Syrians no. in Belarus. There's it cur- just happens to be occurring at the Belarusian border. There's currently a, a conflict, uh, an immigration conflict, which Syrian immigrants are the the victims of. Where they are being held outside of the Polish border in freezing weather, um, because Poland is accusing Belarus of flying them in to create to generate an immigrant <laughs> to crisis. create instability. Yep. So they're saying it's a it's a Belarusian false flag, and then the, the migrants are getting treated like in a dictatorship, and yeah, like, so they're throwing rocks, and now they're getting the hose. These kids are like dying ah! of exposure. Oh my god, this flying, is horrible! Flying them from where to where? From like Syria to Belarus to get them to Poland, <laughs> from diaspora Syria to <laughs> from yes, from the Middle East to, to Eastern Europe. It's That's like a very expensive prank. It's like sure white is. replacement. It's like you know the Chinese are resp- and then the Russians are responsible for why we got Trump. It's like the, the Belarusians are trying to give us white genocide by shipping in Browns. This is fucked. This is way worse. Than I thought it was. I just thought it was a funny water story. <laughs> Well, I mean, you know they're doing it for I a know, reason, I... right? Like, they're not having a conflict over nothing. It's interesting. I mean, I probably should have figured it was some sort of Middle Eastern people still getting shit on. But that's exactly. That, that's there's no the, context for that at all in this The sneaky word migrant, he almost always means non-white. That's why I said it like terrorist. Because to me, migrant is like brown people who are not you. Well, I should have also known by rock throwing, which pretty much always means Arabs. In, yeah, in that's true. Huh, interesting, yeah. Because like ninety percent of the time, that's who's being referred to. It's so you think it's a subtle way of being like they're not they don't have civilization. This is like what biblical times happened. Like what it's is a it? it's a trend in right wing reportage from Israel where they like to make it seem like the civilized Jewish state is being opposed by the well, like, caveman hey, barbarism yeah, yeah. and Philistines. Okay, yeah. Um, so it's just trying to contrast civilization versus barbarity, even though the barbarity is the acts being done to victimize people. Yeah. So it's it's trying to switch around who's being barbaric in the situation. Um, but yeah, trying to make your opponent seem like knuckle draggers is a pretty old trope, even if it doesn't take this exact format. Unlike the elegant sniper rifle. Right. <laughs> the knuckle, cul- knuckle, yeah. Cultured and civilized... <laughs> 50 BMG. Right, exactly. It's always like these knuckle, this knucking draggle, dragging 11-year-old threw a rock at this super heroic sniper who blew their head off. His lion in RPG. Yeah. Do you guys ever see that video? I think it came from this past summer where um, you know, it was just Palestinians being mad and one of them had like a camera phone though. It might have been an Israeli person with the phone, but this, this uh, Israeli soldier was like about to pull his gun up but then the person on the sidewalk had their pulled out their iPhone, and the, and the Israeli soldier was like, mm, "All right, fine," and like didn't shoot anyone. And so to me, that kind of gives away like who's actually civilized, who yeah. actually. Now, to the guy's credit, he did feel moral, you know, guilty and didn't shoot anyone. But if there wasn't culpability for it, if there wasn't evidence, he probably would have. I don't think he felt guilty. He just didn't want consequences. No, exactly. But what I'm saying is that, to me, 
that gives away the game of who's actually who has the moral high ground and who has the quote unquote civilization. Yeah, it's a, it's a bulletproof screen. All right, let's move to local news. Now you'll remember, probably a few months ago, we did a story about a a, a bunch of racist kids putting together a petition to like reinstitute yeah. slavery. Well, they're back in the news. This is from KMBC Kansas City. Park Hill South High School sued by the parents of students that made racist petition. Because uh, of Le- Legal system at its finest. Folks. How is this still going? Like, <laughs> yep, what, what are they weird. arguing about? It's probably all got parents. expelled. And the parents are like, you can't do that. We're allowed to be racist. Kids were expressing themselves. You can serve papers. You can get expelled from school for like missing the toilet when you shit. Like it doesn't require like a constitutional convention. Hey, I I someone in seventh grade did leave a shit in the in the hallway. I'm just saying schools expelled. have enormous latitude to expel people. So I don't know how they're what they're fighting. Like I don't know how they're gonna argue that. See, here's what's happened though. It used to be that bad behavior was bad, and it was unilaterally bad. But in the age of in the post-truth, post-Trump world, bad behavior is just like you're a political opinion man. So you can't be held accountable for it. So you have now, to determine, yeah. Right, now, because your bad behavior is like a deeply held religious belief or a newfound political belief, now you can't be held morally culpable for it because it's free speech. You have to determine whether any given act is not simply good or bad, but good or bad and also for or against your cause. Because if it's for your cause, then it's not really bad. Right, I mean, you know, we people. This may seem ridiculous, but there were serious Supreme Court battle fights over. Well, what is the line? What actually constitutes free speech? What constitutes violence? What constitutes religion? Is it in your religious freedom to like execute a goat in public? Turns out, no. So it's it's funny to me that to we're that having guy's these... credit. It was technically in his base. <laughs> Whatever, but you understand my point. My point I know is that case. It's a really fucked up case. Yeah, I know. My point is there is legal precedent about when does your individual rights behavior bleed over into violating other people's rights. It's the whole entire discussion about COVID. COVID's not an individual choice because it affects other people. So I, I just find it interesting that as our institutions break down, we're having to relitigate these battles. Where it's like, I thought it was it was legal for me to be racist. And so now we're gonna sue you over it. So it just it's weird what becomes th- third rail and like what becomes home base now. What are they gonna like burn a cross in the law next and be like freedom of expression? As long as it's their lawn, yeah. It was a gathering. <laughs> it was a jug of juggling. Yeah, we the the white hoods was just an artistic expression. We were very cold. We needed hoods and a, and a nice but, fire. But that's exactly yeah. my point. Like there could genuinely be a rising KKK. Like this is just my political opinion, man. There's nothing wrong about it. And American institutions, are like, yeah, I guess let's see your court documents. Like they, they, yeah, we've yeah. kind of become resigned to to and the resurgence of now bad behavior. And we're, we're and we've just like given up trying to fight it and say this is universally bad. Like, well, it's just your opinion now. We we've give up. We've stopped trying. Yeah, and, and a large part of that is that we have such a, a a weak left wing in this country. There aren't really people in any uh, positions of of power or or in large enough numbers and organized enough to to push back against the kind of obvious harmful bad behavior as you're putting it um, in ways that tell people loudly and clearly uh, you do this there gotta be consequences either you're gonna be embarrassed and and lose all standing in society or if you're really doing things that hurt people there are gonna be more immediate consequences um 
Yeah, because yeah, what we do have is a bunch of hand-wringing people who fret over what's what's right and what's wrong when you can when you can really call people out for doing heinous things and when that's an overstep. Uh, and the things we're talking about are like threatening standing congresswomen or telling your your uh, oh, we're, we're getting the ghost art. Your contemporaries but, in school that that uh, it's just a prank. You just wanted them to be enslaved again. You're totally right, though. Like, look at the way Antifa was treated. These are counter protesters. Counter protesters have the same right as the normal protesters. And, you know, I mean, we don't have to look that far back. Look at the way people were happy for all the people counter protesting Westboro Baptist Church, all the bikers and all the, all the you know, veterans who shit on Westboro Baptist Church with their own counter protests. But and since like Trump. Dave Grohl who trolled right. like six times. But, but since Trump, it's like if you're a counter protester, counter protester, just like our first story, you're like down in the mud with the normal protesters. You kind of you all get stained with the being bad actors, and so there's there's you know as you're Aiden, you're totally right. Like there used to be at least some opposition. Some opposition could show up, say, "No, you're wrong. We have the moral high ground." You know, think about all like the abortion protests that have happened over the decades. There's there's people who want abortion illegal and they protest. And there's people who want it legal and they go there to protest the protesters. That was fine, and now it's like, ah, you're all scumbags. Ah, we're just here to cover our ass. Uh, like we deal with it in this weird PR way where no one gets to be on the ground and be like, no, we're here to fight the good fight. There's no good fight to fight anymore. What is the argument here that saying slavery should be reinstituted is not racist? Or that it's not illegal or raising to the standard of getting the kids expelled or whatever consequences there were. Like what constitutes hate speech if not something like this? It's a prank, bro. But if you if you like shoot someone in the shoulder and you're like, hey, it wasn't fatal, it's just a prank. Like, how far do you go before you go? This is so obviously an incitement to violence. I I, like, I don't know. Like, I don't even think that that I don't think I think this is gonna turn out of court like in the first five minutes. Yeah. Well, you, you, how are you possibly gonna argue that saying let's make all these black people around us slaves again is not gonna cause a fucking shitstorm at a high school? Well, this is a developing story. We'll keep an eye on it as the news progresses. Back to you. Like. This is because they're going to fight it. They're going to fight it in court and fights in court take forever. Like, okay. If they're, if they were like, okay, a bunch of students got together and had a, uh, you know, prank that was just, uh, we, we, we think gardeners shouldn't be paid as much because of their ancestors. You know, something, some sort of like, we like getting to the edge of racism and then like scooching back and making a winky face. They're just, they're just like slavery. Let's do it. Like it's so blatant. It's there's nothing subtle. There's nothing like nod nod wink wink. It's just like openly psychotically racist. So there's no. Usually the battle is at the fringe. The battle is like how much. Let's try to take ten percent more than we should get away with and see if we can get away with it. This is just their entire dick is out. Yeah, there, there is no more subtlety anymore, and that that I think that's the emboldening. The whole premise of like, you know, Trump is to we can do away with subtlety. You can yeah. just be the thing you want to be. Trump gave America permission to just be out and open who you are, even if that's a scumbag. And, I mean, once again, it's not entirely on Trump. Trump was a result of that, a result of that feeling swelling of people feeling they had to hold back their bad feelings and wanting to actually project them. Uh, but, they look, they got the means, they've got the money, they're going to take it to court. You're probably right, they're probably going to lose, those kids are probably still fucked, and because of what they believe is fucked. But, they're gonna fight it, and that our our institutions provide avenues and alleyways to fight these kinds of things, even when you're obviously in the moral wrong. I will say it's not at all surprising that the parents are making this lawsuit because guess why kids hold beliefs like this? 
their parents because yeah. those parents are the ones who fucking made them this way uh, if you if you're like a 14 year old who's talking about reinstituting slavery your parents are probably scum it wouldn't really surprise me that they then file frivolous lawsuits to try to yeah. defend their own scummy behaviors or the parents are so detached from their kids lives that they're basically just letting them run rampant and have no accountability for them and Basically, either aren't parenting or parenting to be turn them into evil people. Yeah, but I mean, even the parents are essentially now using their children as props in their own baffling political conflict. Yeah, but that's universal. Parents always use their pro their kid as a prop of something. It's yeah. It's it's also wild to like not not just like if you can afford a lawsuit to not just you know quietly move your kids to a new school. Right. And instead, now like make them the the slavery kids. By dragging this out in court and in the press, it's like, uh, yeah, I think they clearly must hold some some of these beliefs themselves. Otherwise, they would at least kind of be angry and fold, but then fold and for the betterment of their kids' lives, move on. But I, I think you're right, Aiden. That in the age of anonymity, it was easier to maybe move school districts and no one would know. But they fucking posted this shit on all their social media. Like this was a public event that is recorded in history, mm. and their names are all on it. The whole point of a petition is you sign your name publicly on it to declare your support. Even if it is a, a meme, like their yeah. names are out there. People know who they are. I'm sure they all got fucking doxxed. Like, I'm sure some of them got swatted. My point is, this is not something you could just, oh, you know, get to the FBI, like, um, you know, renaming program and move somewhere else. Like, this, this stink will carry with them. And so they feel their only recourse is to fight it and say, no, we were right. I haven't seen this many pro-slavery advocates putting their signature to something since the Declaration of Independence. Got them. But them. All right, we're going to move to more local news. Not our local news. Someone's local no, news. No, just someone's local news. This is from the Denver Channel. Whatever the fuck that means. <laughs> Jehovah's Witnesses. It's the only the thing watched in Denver. <laughs> it's the only channel you get on every subscription yeah. package. <laughs> Jehovah's Witnesses. <laughs> hey, I'm coughing. Why am I holding push talk? All right. Yeah, I'm good. Okay. Jehovah's Witnesses. God is smiting me. Because all this God talk. Jehovah's Witnesses altering how they spread their message of faith as pandemic lingers. Think about the Witnesses. How have they coped? You know, we all talk about restaurants and first responders and hospital workers. Think about the Jehovah's Witnesses. Think about the proselytizers. How are they going to survive? So for context for anyone who doesn't uh, get the lovely experience of this, Jehovah's Witnesses are famous for going door to door to ask you if you've accepted their particular version of Christianity. Uh, and to kind of browbeat you as best they can to convince you to accept that version of Christianity uh, before fucking off as you inevitably slam the door in their face. Uh, so yeah, the, presumably they have a lot of problems when going door to door is seen as a form of domestic terrorism because <laughs> <laughs> you're spreading COVID. They're all super spreaders. What do we do? Yeah. Is super it, spreaders more than one way. Is this a recent article? Or are they just coming to this consideration? It, look, they're slow. It, it's slow. The news only gets to them by smoke signal. They only know how to communicate with even their own internal in, uh, organization by going door to door. Which oh, is why yeah. it took them 500 days to get to this point. That is funny. They have to I, practice what they preach. You gotta respect it. They might be spreading the plague, but you gotta respect it. It would be funny if they didn't use email. Like, we can't have anything on the records. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, I mean, uh, yeah. It's, that's just bizarre to me that like, now is the time now as the pandemic does in fact still linger but is is uh you know in one of its its greatest dips since the start that this, this is really this is the time 
I, can Jehovah's Witnesses, I know that they're a pretty strict faith. Do you know if they have, they have anything on like all the other major de denominations we've discussed against being vaccinated in like a real way? Not, not like a... Um, are they the ones who can't have blood transfusions? Yeah, they are, but I have no idea if that would apply to this. Yeah, it probably would. It shouldn't. But... Yeah, but they probably would say, fuck you, religious exemption, we can't have it. Well, sure, then there's that layer. Yeah. Well, but it's also known as fuck myself because <laughs> they're the ones who suffer. Like, it's... It's their own community that suffers. It's not like they're destroying other people as much as themselves when they refuse vaccination. Well, if they go door to door, they are affecting other people. Yeah, well, it sounds like that's not happening anyway at this point. Uh, oh, no. What, are they just like doing <laughs> random Zoom calls? You just, you just get random, hello, can we talk to yeah. you? <laughs> yeah, it's, it's interesting that it says altering. It doesn't give you any hint on what way they are moving. Like they could just be moving in larger herds in the in the, in the hope of creating herd immunity. <laughs> like buffalo herds, like, yeah. <laughs> the what are they nomads? Yeah. <laughs> hey, listen, it's a strange religion already. Who knows what they're capable of? <laughs> they're like they're like the uh, they're like quarians. They've got a fleet. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that is funny. <laughs> Jehovah's migrants. Altering how they spread their mess. They get pissed off, they all start throwing rocks as one. Yeah, we blast them with the water hose. Tying it back already. I so, so ideologically, right, presumably they're doing the door-to-door -door thing because like, they believe that the person-to-person, -person, you know, close-up conversation is the most meaningful way to try to convert someone who you don't know. Yeah, slash the most way, best way to intimidate someone into you know, browbeating them. Well, sure. How do you replicate that long distance? Like, what do you think they settled on? Guns. Aggressive texting. <laughs> it's like, convert to Jesus or I'll send you this dick pic. <laughs> um, Not what I meant by aggressive texting, but hey, <laughs> one man's trash is another man's treasure. Uh -huh. If it works, it works. There's only two kinds of people, sodomite homosexuals <laughs> and Christians. Prove to me you're not a sodomite by being Christian. Yeah, I don't know. The, the, it was always an annoying thing. They're certainly not the only ones who do it, but the, the, they're famous for it, of, of constantly harassing people at their home who have no reason to be interacted with in this way, who almost certainly have their own existing religious or irreligious beliefs that they're not interested in changing. But this is a problem. Like It is a, it is a problem for anyone who has to sort of follow through on this. And it, this is true for any religion that kind of manipulates its own members into doing this. Like Mormons are famous for sending out their young and impressionable youth to go proselytize um and there's a lot of people who think they're like trying to do a nice good thing because they've been indoctrinated into this worship all their life who end up basically getting into like a bunch of mild conflicts and fisticuffs because people are fe rightly furious with them maybe they um, just continue to gamify it they send their kids out on missions and now they're sending them out on like you know expeditions you get so much xp if you convert enough people Something for the kids. Oh, speaking of gamifying it, that's actually the way to solve this. You make them all Uber drivers. And then they constantly bother <laughs> they the passenger. You in the <laughs> yeah, they, they constantly, like, they're not making any money at Uber anyway because you basically lose money over time. But you're taking the opportunity to try to be like, well, now that I have you in my Uber, have you heard, I mean, about yeah, have you heard the good news? Have you heard the good word? Yeah, combining the two most hateful experiences you can have with a complete stranger. Oh, that's awesome. You've solved it, Alex. Yeah. We've resolved the Jehovah's Witness crisis. Solved. You know, us won the world's problems like 700 so far. If you can't get... I think this is a good like general premise. Is if 
if you can't really get rid of bad things, maybe at least consolidate some of them into one so they're easier to avoid. <laughs> Combo platter. I'm... All right, well, Aiden gave me Gosar on the brain. Oh, no. So we're going to go there. From CNN, House successfully votes to censure GOP Rep Gosar. He has been stripped of his two uh, committees. Uh, and basically everyone dunked on him in public and did the shame scene from Game of Thrones. That was great. Yeah, I was kind of hoping for him to be to lose his seat, though. Um, I mean, that was never on the table. Yeah, it would have been the right outcome, but no. I... The point is he got treated the same way Marjorie Taylor Greene did, which is get stripped of basically all your real power. So you could just, nice. cl- just clown it all, all the time now? You just do what you were already doing, which is sitting there and yeah. getting fun- and well, fundraising. Now he's going to go full clown, right? Because what does he have to lose? They're not going to get rid of him, oh, but he's can't oh. hold power. No. Gosar was the fullest clown of all full clowns ever. He can't get, get worse. He was paving the way for new clowns. You clown just guys. willed into being a worse version of him by tempting fate like that. No, he was, he was already a, a, a trailblazer. He yeah. was fucking doing like anime shit. Like the, this is the most edgy eight chan shit he could do, and he's it's like a sixty five year old man. I was gonna say, isn't this guy like geriatric? Like, isn't this guy clearly a boomer yes. or older? He's yeah. a boomer, and he's in touch with like all the z- z- generations. Why is he on like thirty two bit chan? What is he doing? Because he's a Chad. All right, like, so- what the fuck is he doing? Like, how does an adult man who's wealthy? And who is like a congressperson spend their spare time on like obscure like lolly hentai sites and and right wing boards? He's with it. He's just like Doctor Evil. He's he's in touch with the kids. He must have a fully red pilled nephew or yeah grandchild. Right. Like I'm I'm almost as offended that he's posting anime as that he's posting specifically fascist AOC killing. (laughs) He could be he could be the little aliens from from Men in Black that are in his brain. And like, yeah. like, <laughs> like he's not even a person. He's just a conglomerate of little, like, to baby fascists. Like, I'm sorry, I, I like him, but if Bernie Sanders starts posting like Naruto, I'm gonna be like, dude, like, what, like, what are you doing? Stop with all the cringe. Like, they, right? It's extremely weird. I will say, the closest I ever came to not liking AOC was when she started streaming Among Us. I was like, come on, <laughs> please stop posting cringe with all these like lib YouTubers. Mm-hmm. We don't. We're not here for it. We need you to pass like housing policy. And, and bitch at these senators who are assholes. Like, I don't need to see if you're good at fucking playing the murder on the ship. I'm just saying, if Joe Biden starts streaming like Katamari Damasi, I'm quitting politics. Oh, <laughs> uh, hey, uh, hey, fellas, I'm playing a new battlefield. I don't know. That sounds pretty good for Joe Biden. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> I mean, just, no, he's like Snoop Dogg. He does the fake Twitch streamer career. That'd we're going to ab- absorb back better. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to raise America's ELO. Okay. <laughs> Competitive Katamari Damasi. I was just saying he's like, gets in like league. Yeah, he's like, I'm not a support, Jack. And that would actually be a great title. <laughs> Make America's ELO high again. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So we've, uh, any more thoughts on Gozar being a pussy and getting censored and everyone shitting on him in public, which is fun? Absolute clown. Weirdo. Clown penis not fart. Do you think one of the remaining siblings that didn't campaign against him will now campaign against him? <laughs> no, I think they straight up all did. I think even all the siblings like kids did too. Everyone yeah. hates this motherfucker. Yeah. He's just he's just running on pure spite at this point. You know, I didn't think it would work, but they did manage to unseat, you know, like Steve King for comparable shit. Uh because of how unpopular it made him yeah. within his state. Do you think his state will turn on him after this? Nah, he's in a real red state. 
But like, he's just Sith. He's just Mac. He's just their kind of rule of two. He's letting the hate flow through him so hard. <laughs> yes. They straight up. Sh- someone needs to, you know, Photoshop him in as Palpatine and all the. Yeah, but I mean the the fact that it isn't Lieberman means it's not really real. Yeah, yeah. They were doing they were doing this funny um, on the story for this. I found the art they used, and the art was just a photo of him sitting in the back of the metro, uh, like in DC, going to the Capitol where he knew he'd get censored. Yeah, it was really funny. They're trying to do like the lonely. I'm so lonely. But, like you're a big. Oh, oh, he's, he's like looking down, knowing it's villain. coming. Like yeah. 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 He had this shitty, oh, like, American flag mask, and he just had, like, dead eyes. It's yeah. really funny. The Titan bit back. I mean, it's <laughs> just going to get, like, a right-wing press junket now, and Trump's probably going to say he's the coolest guy ever. Right, he's just going to get on, he's just going to create right-wing crunchy rollers. Yeah, it's going to be him and, like, Alex <laughs> Jones in the recovery tour. Yeah, they'll, they'll find some way to pull it back. These is people he, never go away. He's going to get on Prime Video, his new anime made. By... Cambodian sweatshop. Like he, he's gonna end up in prison. He's gonna end up in prison for like posting, you know, swastikas on the side of like the Holocaust Museum. And then in prison, he's still gonna find a way to tweet, you know, horse porn. Or but he does, he does love going viral. He's gonna do the flex tape slap onto the flowing water. Yeah, but it's gonna have a swastika on it. <laughs> oh, it's good stuff. I know people like this are just like they didn't get enough attention as a kid, so now they have to be a Nazi. Yeah, basically. To post cringe. Yeah. All right. Uh, we're going to stick with CNN. I'm looking for a post For another movie. uplifting story, similar to one we covered last time. It's from CNN Health. Pfizer signs license agreement to allow broader global access to its experimental COVID 19 antiviral pill. We talked about Moderna trying to basically steal from the American public the, the IP and rights to their vaccine. Mm-hmm. Thoughts on this? <laughs> This one magic pill that makes your dick huge and makes you COVID resistant? What? What is it? Is it a treatment as opposed to a vaccine? Like, why? what is the pill? I don't even know what this is. I don't know. Yeah, it's, uh, it is, uh, supposed to be, um, yeah, comparable to, to the, the vaccine in that it reduces, um, chances of hospitalization and death from COVID. I do think, yeah, you, you, you take it like when you think you have been exposed or, you know, it's more it probably a, even works pretty similarly. So yeah. the same ingredients. Doesn't, I, doesn't I, I think I first heard about it like a maybe a month ago, and I think at that point they were projecting like eighty percent, you know, reduction in symptoms. Yeah. Um, oh, uh, yeah. But yeah, I mean, I, I I'm not gonna I'm not gonna speculate on whether it's going to be as effective as a uh, as a uh, touted or not. But um, I'm more curious about this this license agreement and the details of that because uh, it, yeah, it's it's not. Um, announces that it will fully dis, you know, distribute to countries that are currently lacking vaccines or something like that. It's like, yeah, we've uh, we signed a $8 billion record deal. Um, <laughs> to, to give get... it broader access, quote-unquote, whatever the fuck that means. Yeah. yeah, I remember when the Biden administration said it was going to release uh, you know, the vaccine to the entire world um, like six months ago and then never did. Oopsie. Uh, we just like they didn't even say we've changed our mind. They just stopped talking about it and like buried it under a desk. Uh, they didn't mean to reply all that email. They meant to send that. <laughs> yeah. To, like, um, so everyone, and, there was a shitstorm of like neoliberal uh, self congratulation on like look Biden's doing the things the left supposedly said he needed to do but wouldn't, and then of course he didn't. 
uh, even though he said he would. So just another broken promise, which should not be surprising. But what's amusing about it is this is now the private company making an agreement to let the, the, the global South and the rest of the world that's basically been going without the vaccine completely thus far have access to yet again, not what it needs. Because <laughs> what it needs is the vaccine. It doesn't need a treatment. I mean, the treatment's helpful once you've already gotten the problem. But generally speaking, vaccines and treatments work differently. A vaccine has to be ahead of time and it's much more effective. Whereas a treatment is just something you do as a palliative measure to survive once you well, have a problem. We don't know if it's a treatment or essentially a vaccine or I've somewhere in between. never heard of a pill vaccine. Like, I'm not saying it's impossible, but I doubt that's what they're talking about. Or they would have just said their vaccine. Um, so my suspicion well, no, is that the they're... the point is that the pill is somehow easier to make or easier to manufacture or cheaper or like... like the My point is... it. We're, we're not real. We don't have enough information here to really say this is worse, better, equal, or unsure of it's like a vaccine. My well, now, point now we actually do it and just post it. Um, it's not a vaccine. It's a treatment, but it's a good treatment. It's showing a roughly ninety percent reduction in the risk of hospitalization and death if you take it shortly after exposure. But that basically means it's a treatment, which oh, you'd sure. have to take after having a reasonable suspicion that you're going to be exposed. You know that'd be interesting. I wonder if Americans would be more on board with taking a treatment than of the vaccine. Because, like, you know, all these Americans are like, I want natural immunity. I wonder if you're like, oh, you got COVID, your life sucks right now, just take this pill. I wonder if they'd be more okay with that than all the insane conspiracy that goes into why they don't want vaccines. Yeah, I think definitely, because one... Maybe pill, it's merely, like, a marketing decision that this Pills is. Are, are less invasive uh, to most people. And, yeah, you've already started to feel the symptoms at that point, so you actually... Are aware of the mortal consequences, which seems to be one of the main things that does change people's mind. And it's purely selfish, which Americans like. Right, exactly. It's just about treating your own problems. Americans not about... is not like preventative measures. We yeah. <laughs> like to get there late. You're not helping build herd immunity. You're just treating your own problems if they develop. Right. It's it's uh, the perfect way for America to treat this as an individual issue. Yeah. Which is perfect. It's the exact solution for America. And also why it's totally useless okay. as a replacement for vaccination in the rest of the world because if you're in a country with like five percent vaccination rate like you know countries like india would have huge populations that they can't afford to vaccinate because they don't have the ip rights to produce their own vaccine well what the like you're exposed to it every fucking day right because it's everywhere and you can't know when you've been exposed to it because almost no one's vaccinated so pretty much everyone's a carrier at all times you wouldn't have any frame of reference for knowing when you were reasonably exposed to well, it other than like what take the pill every day no, no, no. Once you take it, you're... I don't think you have to take it over and over. It's not like Advil. Well, it has to be within three days of the symptom onset. Um, and I, I doubt that this is cheaper than vaccination, considering how cheap the vaccination actually is. Uh, well, I, just, I don't it, know, but the, the interesting thing is in the title, they, you know, they give us the basics, but they don't tell us the terms of this license agreement, right, which is course. where the entire battle is. The entire meat of this subject, Matt hinges upon what is the license agreement. How cheap is this? How easily spreadable is this? How scalable and manufacturable is this? And none of that, like, necessary meat is actually in the title. Just they're doing a thing, and the thing is good. Well, it should be noted, this sounds to me almost like PR spin by Pfizer itself, because it's, it's a re relatively, like, positive framing with no details. Oh, I see an likes doing that, too. Well, it could be like, we've allowed three more countries to have access to this. You know, like... It, Technically, that's broader global reach. They, they, yeah. they haven't specified, like, we've given this that the entire world can get it. Um, and even if they have, like, are they doing it 
for free or at cost? Or are they doing this for profit still? Because if it's for profit, then it's just saying Pfizer expands business. Yeah, exactly. Which is business meaningless. Business is booming for Pfizer. Yeah, like that's not a okay. So, like, if anything, that's like they should be prosecuted by the Hague. Well, see, that's where this. It would have been that if it was written in like CNN Money instead of CNN Health. It's just like invested. You know, Jim Cramer comes on. He's like invested Pfizer. They got the new pill. They're going to swindle and exploit a lot of people. Right. But because it's in health, to me, like at least they, the way they think they're framing it, it's like, no, this is a good. This is this is plan. This is a progress against. Yeah, COVID. I mean, look, look. Let's say that they're like, okay, we're making this at cost or or for free because you know we've been subsidized somehow, uh, and, and giving this out to the rest of the world. I mean, it's a start. That's that would be a good thing if it's true. It's just like, well, if that's true, then you should put it in the headlines. So yeah, you know what, it, what the, they're talking the, about the non-inclusion of detail makes us think there's something shady. Yeah, like again, I'm I'm not saying for sure it's bad, but we do know that it's Pfizer, and we do know that they've spent years battling any effort to erode what they view as a copyright patent issue on being able to share life-saving medical treatment with the rest of the world. Um, so it would certainly be consistent with their past behavior for them to not really being upfront and being, oh yeah, now we're suddenly benevolent now we're suddenly helping everyone else out i just i don't buy that based yeah. on what we know from them thus far yeah i, I completely agree this is uh unfortunately the the level of, of paranoia and critique that you have to levy at uh well most cnn articles but especially when they seem to be doing press for a massive pharma company like pfizer like i'm, I'm still waiting on that you know trips wave or whatever it was that that was gonna make the main vaccines the moderna and pfizer and, and johnson johnson vaccines ip free so that the rest of the world could build them that we agreed to do early this year still haven't done like even if they are saying they're gonna do it i don't even believe that they're gonna do it yeah you we, can stop waiting alex yeah like it's not happening like it's it's not happening so even i don't I, i'm not even questioning like maybe they even said they were gonna do the good thing are they gonna are they going to do it? I, I wouldn't hold my breath. Yeah. All right. Well, let's move to a news source that is explicitly bad. Instead of CNN, <laughs> okay. which is kind of wobbling back and forth. Right? Merely implicitly bad. <laughs> the Wall Street Journal. Uh-huh. China left in shock following brutal killing of Corgi during COVID-19 disinfection. <laughs> Sorry, do you understand what the fuck's going on here? <laughs> just thinking, like they put a corgi in like that hippo execution machine <laughs> from the Korean film. Uh, oh God, fuck that movie! Yeah, like what, what, what the fuck did they do to this corgi? Okay, so do you understand what's actually going on here? Uh, the way they wrote this, like it's a goddamn bad boy expose, is ridiculous. But like, do you understand the premise of what's really going on? Do you and your uh, and you're testing us, or do you not and you want help? I I, I have a little <laughs> bit of context. My reading of this is the Chinese public is extremely upset because they watched a viral video that shows the depiction of a corgi being butchered by like a cleaning team clearing out a warehouse or something. All right. So here's my interpretation. The Chinese public has no opinion on this. The Wall Street Journal is in shock after watching a video of essentially many, many people in China have been in lockdown and, like, stuck in their apartments for the entire year. And so now that they're basically, like, doing mass disinfection and clearing out... It's not warehouses, like, actual apartments, apartment by apartment. Some um, 
guys like Pet got killed because they don't have time. Uh, what's it from? It's from one of the more recent like zombie shows or something where you don't like you can maybe like help someone who's got bit by the zombie, but you just got to put down the animal. Oh, that's what it was. It was from um, uh, what's that show about? Uh, oh my god, my brain is so fucking cooked. Uh, Chernobyl. In Chernobyl, there's this scene where after the explosion, all the like Russian soldiers were basically and a bunch of kids too went out and like shot all the animals and livestock that were irradiated. Because you can't cure the animals. They're fucked. They will give you, like, diseases if you eat their meat. And so they just went around and basically killed all the animals in, like, a 100-mile radius of Chernobyl. And this is what it reminds me of. Like, you can't save these animals from COVID. They probably are diseased. They probably are sick. Uh, and and it's no different than, like, a cop serves a warrant and blows away a dog. But, well, it is different because that's much worse. Oh, okay, sure. But my point is, Wait, Wall what? Street Journal... Dogs don't get COVID? I'm not saying they actually get COVID. You're just saying that they've festered in the apartment so much that they what have. What I'm saying is, governments don't treat animals with respect in the first place. Oh yeah. Why sure. would we expect them to like? They're not a fucking animal shelter. The Chinese government's not like, oh, we gotta care about this corgi. They're just gonna like, kill an animal they feel is is dirty. Before we go too far, I did see an article that talked about a dog who got COVID. <laughs> so like, it's not <laughs> impossible. But it's not common, and it's definitely not why this dog got killed. I will say there are millions of, of white-tailed deer in the U.S. who have COVID. Yeah, yeah. Well, deer even more deer. reason to blow them yeah, away. Exactly. My Justifies point is, my daily activity. <laughs> the world governments have agreed: blowing away animals, infected or not, is the status quo. I remember. But according to Wall Street Journal, we have to find any little morsel to accuse China of being bad. This is literally the kick the dog mode. Like, see, they're kicking the dog. It's it's just it's funny to me. Interesting that they framed the Chinese public positively by making them scandalized by this thing. Yeah, they're victims of their government. They now, don't actually. Public. They just say China left in shock. Yeah, but that, the implication the implication is they're saying I don't think they're saying that the CCP is really worried about this. Well, this is why I think um, they're lying. I think they're saying we were left in shock, and yeah. we're trying to make it seem like the government's bad and the Chinese don't like. That's China. actually very concerning to me, and I'll tell you why. Usually we don't sympathize with the Chinese public in American media because they're just kind of thrown in with the rest of Chinese, you know, anti-Chinese sentiment. When you start sympathizing with the public of a country whose government you hate, it's like I'm the coup. coup time. Yep, yeah. I'm the coup. Yeah, like that's how we talk about Iran. That's how we talk about North Korea. That's how we talk about Venezuela. All yeah. countries that the U.S. has its finger on the button 24-7 ready to try to coup. Alex, Biden didn't say this video of a corgi getting owned left me shook. This is the Wall Street Journal. Yeah, like, but the Wall Street Journal has a more coherent sense of what's going on in American politics than Biden at any given time. I, they're just as belligerent. They just they try and project what they want. They try and say, oh, what we want's happening. Time to do it. Like, and I will point out that Biden literally ran on an anti-Chinese platform when he was in the Democratic primary. Yeah, I know, but these people... Like he, his shit's as disgusting as these people. My point is, no one read the deep dive article we did last time. It's like, yeah, we, let's go fight China. It's not happening. But it's funny to me, the Wall Street Journal is like... They're saying it's coup time, and it's time to kick the dog. And don't you feel bad because corgis are cute? It's like, why corgi? Why not just a dog? This article's written pet? by Robaz. <laughs> I, I don't know what the fuck's going on. Why corgis specifically were mentioned. Because corgi is like the cutest name of a very cute kind of dog that Americans especially sympathize with because of all the memes. This corgi is, is a, a very memeable dog. And that corgi's name? Archduke Ferdinand. <laughs> 
I just thought this was this was an especially egregious example of like modern day yellow journalists. I'll also point out it almost certainly is trying to do an oblique reference to like Chinese people kill dogs. Right, right. Like, that's a long-standing like, eatum or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's even though like there's only like a few tiny regions of China where that's a cultural tradition, and the rest of the Chinese actually hate it and try to stop them constantly, uh, including the government itself. Yeah. It's constantly smeared as though like the CCP loves eating dogs, and it's like it's not even remotely true. So this almost kind of gets into that like there's nothing more lovable than a dog, and the Chinese kill them. Like, ah, come on. Grow and then up. they eat. Then they fast out, fed out its flesh. Like, the yeah, Wall Street Journal has no limits. Get the fuck over yourself. Like, film any random day in a typical pound and see how many dogs get put down. Yeah, America loves killing dogs, too. Like, like America has enormous numbers of dogs. Like, a horrifying number of dogs are getting put down just because we don't have the resources to... I don't think alive. we've mentioned it on this show, but there's a great... Well, not great, but a very funny news story where this late this woman... Cops have, like, busted into her house twice and yeah. killed her dog both times. Yeah. So she got, she basically tried to like arrest her boyfriend. They came in and blew the yeah. dog away first thing because it barked. This and isn't then, actually funny, but it, it almost makes she, it. She moved, she got a new dog, and okay. the cops went in again and blew away her dog first thing. I was going to say, what did a dog rise again after three days just in time to get killed by the police? That was a new dog. <laughs> uh, America will not, like, the cops do not want this woman to have a dog or a life. All right, uh, that's an aside. Uh, she's afraid to buy a third time any any parting thoughts just that that when you first read it out i my i said this before but my first thought was i can't believe someone got paid to write this (laughs) yeah well so theatrical so worthy it is what it is we live in a society china engineered this virus so they could kill this corgi That's the it was an elaborate Yeah, they're playing eight D chess. All right. Well, we're gonna finish up with the Wall Street Journal. Finish. We're not gonna finish up the episode. What I'm saying is we're gonna have one more Wall Street Journal. Here it is. Opinion: Biden policy disrespects both science and religion. Oh, Somehow, daily double. This is for what we were talking about with them, like tasting the tea leaves and seeing where the wind's blowing on Biden. Apparently, they're I'm happy with Biden too. And in a totally incoherent way. I was unaware he had coherent policy. <laughs> what do you think they're talking about? It just, it reminds me of the, like, Biden betrays uh, consumers for union workers bullshit. Like, Biden yeah. can't get catch a fucking break, man. Like, yeah, he, he sucks, but he's getting flack for shit that he doesn't even talk about or doesn't even do anything about. All he's been doing for months is trying to get his stupid fucking bill passed that didn't even work. So what has he? What has he, was the policy? Has he done anything pro-trans? Because that's like the most obvious hot-button topic that... Right-wing... Ooh, interesting that you think like there would be some, some gray area between science and religion. Yeah, because right-wing cranks love to be like, oh, yeah, yeah the science is fake because, you, you know, two sexes and obviously religion for a myriad of reasons, but... I don't remember him coming out in any major way in support of trans rights. I bet he famously flubbed it. At least three genders, man. Yeah, but his flubbing was actually a save. That was actually the... the, He could have put his foot in his mouth in way worse ways, but the the three genders, like, meme actually saved his ass. It was an affable fuck-up, but it was still a fuck-up. Um, he didn't say, like, there's a spectrum of gender or th- there's not a specific limit. Or gender genders, and sex are not the same thing. Or like, people, can, like, people can, you know, identify whichever way they want. Like, there's a lot of correct answers to that question. That was not one of them. 
he was not like uh, seven. Like it was like the answer. It wasn't a specific number. <laughs> like he was guessing it like he was at a math test. Like this is not how it works. But anyway, oh, I think Aiden was right. Oh really? Uh, that, I don't know what they're referring. I to. I can't read the whole thing, but the f- opening lines like Biden said, "Young men can go in women's dorms or some shit." God damn it! Dorm raiders. <laughs> wait, wait. So co, co- like co-ed dorms? I, I guess being co-ed about? is not. He's <laughs> both a violation <laughs> of science and religion. Yeah, here's the, here's the subhead, uh, dear listeners. This is this is the scandalous thing that the Biden administration wants to do. The administration seeks to force our Christian college oh. to let men live in women's dorms. And yeah. rape them, presumably. I, like, didn't I, don't know realize, what line is. I didn't realize this was written by someone who's 300 years old. <laughs> yeah. I mean, this, the, yeah, the idea you know, of co ed dorms is essentially Satanism. You know how everyone makes fun of like Hasidic Jews who can't have men and women sitting on the same side of a plane? Right. It's just that, but for Christians. <laughs> but they can be in the plane. Unless that part is not against God's plan. Being in this abomination against gravity <laughs> that defies all logic and clearly the intention of God to, to hurtle through to space. To limit us like to the land. Hundreds of, of miles land. an hour using like pure heat and, and Satan energy. And dinosaurs that don't exist. That's fine. But men and women can't be on the same side of the, the, the abomination. I'm all right. Sorry. So this is even dumber than I thought it was. And I'm here for it. Wow. Yeah. So stupid. I I I I open this up because you've linked it, and that's the the, the door has been opened. Uh-huh. Just this like is the beyond the analysis. Light on. The door, just like the door to the women's bathroom for men. Here's a line from it. Just it's a sentence fragment. College campuses have certainly been <laughs> super spreaders for the sexual revolution. Not on the Christian campuses, you <laughs> idiot. Ah, uh, these kids fucking. And it's like COVID, right? Oh my god. Holy shit. <laughs> this is hilarious. These, How did I stumble upon such a good news story? These horny freshmen will spread the demon sperm throughout the campus. Wow. There, there are multiple biblical quotes in this article. Yeah, it's written by a psycho. Yeah, I gotta see. Who is, who is this written by? Jerry C. Davis. Over under, he's 70 years old. I say he's over. I mean, okay, another line is, in my 44 years as a college president. So, yeah, probably. Holy shit. Oh, man. This dude is ancient and just miserable. I can't stop worrying about what the kids are doing in their bedrooms. Now other people will be allowed to go to the women's dorms, not just me. This is the single greatest advertisement for not going to a religious institution. Yeah. Do not go to a Christian college because you have dipshits like this micromanaging where your dick goes. <laughs> I, I, I laugh, but you're not really that wrong. I don't understand what Talk about micro Got insane Puritanism is in modern America. Like these are the same people, that, baby. They, they love NASCAR. They love like cookouts. They, they love all this Republican shit that could not be less coherent they love twitter as part of being restricted and puritanical but then suddenly they like look at they realize they have a dick and suddenly they're nuns like no 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 other part of their lifestyle is like this it's just this it's that they're all sex freaks like they're all weird they don't live like these chaste pure lives in any other way no not at all 
What's All right, up? well, now to the hedonist in chief. Hang on, it sounds sound like... Amen. I just have one, oh, one, one question. What do you think the science part is exactly? That he's None. Like, it's literally zero. Well, unfortunately, I know, and it's exactly what we already said, because I've now read the first okay. article. Nor has the government compelled colleges to deny the basic biological reality that there are two sexes. But so that's not the question. It's just like the before marriage thing that he's concerned about. Like <laughs> Non-monogamy. No, he's saying that the science is in and that there are two sexes because he doesn't understand the distinction between sex and gender that they're trying to make or he understands it but he, refuses to acknowledge it. So it's, so it's not science. He's mad that gotcha. the Biden administration is not compelling universities to be the theocrats. All right, we're going to move on from this. This article treats young men like zombies. The Biden administration has declared that we must start letting men into our young women's dorm rooms, showers, and locker rooms. The ravenous forgetting brain got him. All right, let's let's. I'm just let's saying it, it treats young Christian men who they're saying are essentially like the moral agents who need to preserve the Western order, like rabid rapist dogs. That like you can't let them within like a sniffing's breadth of a woman's restroom, or else it's just the it's just going to be rape time. Yes, this is how the the Abrahamic religions treat men and women they view men as rapists who can only be contained by women being chased that's that's why like burkas exist that's why these right. institutions became the way they did but this because really is little faith in men's ability to control themselves and treat each other with dignity that we have to treat women like subhuman so they don't get raped and murdered this really is american taliban like yes. like they have exactly the same doctrinal belief about what men and women's and, and this is why we don't like Iran because there's some dipshit who runs a college in Iran who believes the exact same thing. I mean, this, I, how did the Wall Street Journal decide to publish this? Because like Wall Street Journal usually pretends to be higher brow than this. Because it's the opinion section, Alex. Sometimes they let the piggies run free. This is this is embarrassing. All right, we're gonna move to as I said, the hedonist in chief, your boy, Robbie D, Rob DeSantis. From the Hill, DeSantis to offer new correctional officers bonus up to $5,000. Seems like someone understands how to stimulate job growth. <laughs> Just for the wrong yeah. profession. Holy shit. Speaking I of, love this news story. Uh, people who are allowed into other people's spaces so that they can rape them. Correctional officers. <laughs> who have an endemic of rape and abuse of prisoners that is possibly the highest of any job in the country. Yeah. Uh, never really get called on it. No real consequences for it. In fact, the number of female correctional officers who are pregnant is like half of them. Um, so, yeah, this is an actual problem, and, and not just the rape part. There's a huge dearth of people willing to do this job. Yeah, we talked about before where you said well, the, one of the biggest problems for correctional facilities is their understaffed, which is why right. they're Meadows. So, so they get they don't get paid particularly well because they basically are the same job as like cop, but less well paid. So not many people want to do it, even though like, basically you only, you only do it if you enjoy the perks of being That's able to the irony. People. It pays less than a cop, but it's or, or, it's objectively more dangerous than a cop. Right. At least a cop is dealing with normal civilians all day, every day. Well, because a cop can just sleep in his car or jerk right. off three quarters of the time and be fine, whereas these guys actually have to interact with, with a, usually more dangerous With people. a range of people who have almost all been convicted of something. And almost all of their coworkers are also extremely dangerous. So like right. they have to pretty much watch themselves at all times. But the... The issue is almost every pr major prison in the U.S. is understaffed, often by very large proportions, more than you'd expect. It's not like 5%. Some of them are understaffed like 40, 
such that they could barely hold the prison together. What I find funny about this article in particular, though, is it's in the wake of all the articles like, man, workers just suck ass. They're not accepting low wages. And right, exactly. And, and it also reminds me of all the articles that are like, the the cop union is fighting for them to not get vaccinated. Like, he's got the financial incentive. Uh, he understands, like, you need to stimulate the economy for these people if you want to get them to do jobs. But it's for an evil institution. It's like, it's the, it's the greatest, like, hero sandwich combined, uh, uh, like, uh, not, uh, what are those big layered turkey sandwiches, what are they called? Club sandwich. Yeah, it's like a club sandwich of all the raw of like all the right um, mechanisms for all the wrong people. It's really funny. L- last week we were talking about uh, an insane article, which was very similar to the movie Doctor Strange Love, and that sort of has reminded me of something. They, they talked in that movie as humorously about a mine shaft gap, which is the the gap between who has the most mine shafts for survivors following a nuclear apocalypse. I never thought I'd say this, but America has a sociopath gap which is we don't have enough sociopaths to fill all of these prison jobs because you kind of have to be to enjoy it because it's not very well paid and all the perks are basically about being an abuser. So America, because it has way too many prisons relative to its population, does not have a, a large enough percentage sociopaths to fill all these correctional facility jobs. So if we had had a normal number of prisons, we could have filled them. Now we're stretched thin. There's I, not I, enough evil Americans. I think we there are enough evil Americans. They're just not in the right field. Yeah, they just need job training to ch- change on the job. Yeah, or they want to make like the guy who runs that school to live could nice easily way. do this. <laughs> Go ahead, Aiden. Uh, no, I, I, yeah, or or they're they're evil, but they have aspirations of actually living a comfortable life. Which, <laughs> yeah, you know. they're not evil enough to warrant a right. low li- standard of living. They're evil, but not, yeah, they're not going to lower their standards. Now they might. Five thousand extra bucks. They can never go down in living quality. Well, it's like you know, it's like, well, what happens at the end of Lord of the Rings, right? Like half the orcs get like sucked into an earthquake. It's like, do you think that the orc unions demanded more wages after that because there weren't enough orcs? Because <laughs> that's kind of like what this is like to me. It's like, well, they're not good, but they are technically workers in the sense that they are at the low end between them and a boss. So, like the the prisons don't want to pay better salaries for these jobs because. They don't really require any special skills. And it's not, it's not like these private prisons raking money. like and, Right. Yeah, exactly. And these people are not good, but they still should be better paid relative to the prison. And they rake in that money from the state, by the way. So they yeah. rake in that money not from, like, generating wealth and, like, generating value. They do it from extorting taxpayers. Yeah. So to me, this is kind of like, would you support your local orcs union? I mean... I guess. <laughs> I don't know. Nah, I got better. It's like we talk about. Think about the orcs. Think about all the baddies who need help. Yeah. Why is it fair that they keep losing? All right. Well, we're know. gonna. I don't. I didn't mean to focus on religion, but I guess I just when I compiled all these articles, a lot of them had to do with it. So we're gonna stick with the hill. Talk about our boy, Mikey Flynn, trader in chief. Okay. Hill. Mikey yeah. Flynn says the U.S. Says to of the U.S. We have to have one religion. <laughs> Is that just a book with Trump on it? I mean, <laughs> I he, swear to God, these people, but like, they really do belong. Like, they need to have their own hadiths. This is fucking crazy. I, I, I he'll be happy to hear that we not we don't just have one. We have many religions. We're, we're already well past the starting point. We gotta have one though. Can't as, as everyone knows, America was founded as a one religion country. Oh wait, huh? What? Huh? Yeah, we came here. We came here because we firmly believed that <laughs> there was one religion that we wanted to spread. You know, he's saying this about a guy 
like in defense of I don't know if he's necessarily uh, talking about Trump, but I mean he's just a religious, like a right wing Christian. This is Trump is not Christian. Like I just want to remind people. I don't Trump, think it's about Trump, Trump Alex. Trump is so other obviously not religious. Like he's fucking may as well be holding the Bible upside down twenty four seven. Um I understand that maybe it's not about Trump, but that is who the main correlate for him is in our public understanding of him. Like I don't think anyone was interviewing Michael Flynn before Trump. Right, like this he is this is a pretty is, prominent like second defense guy. But I mean, this is this is just one of one of the goon squad. Like this is this is one of the interchangeable henchmen around fucking Doctor Evil's seats. Uh, I don't I don't think anyone really gives a shit about Flynn except how you know liberals think they can get Trump with him, and conservatives think that like his winning his case is essential to, to owning the libs. Like, I, does anyone care about this guy other than the context of Trump? I don't know. I, I see. I think it's a little different. I think Trump gave a um, platform for all these conservative like weirdos to suddenly have presence. And now that they have a platform, they're free to talk about whatever they want. Not everything comes back to Trump. I think that he's just like, oh, you want to hear my political opinions now? Because Trump appointed, like, anointed me? Well, yeah. here's, want to hear my views on religion? Want to hear my views on, like, war? Like, it, it, they're just going off about whatever random bullshit they believe that they never had the opportunity to talk about before. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I, 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 obviously, we all, we all think this is ridiculous. Michael Flynn is a, is a complete joke, but I also mean, a traitor to the country. Yeah, of course. One of the few people actually like deserving of the death penalty, according to America. Literally a traitor. <laughs> it's rare that you find one who's just like, yes, they are literally a traitor. Hey, imagine if fucking Benedict Arnold had Twitter. Like, this is what he is. Uh, Benedict Arnold, I, I have much more respect for. I know he's a kind of mixed figure, but, but the point yeah. is. Someone who is unambiguously in American history will be seen as a, a villain, a villain and traitor. Yeah, he's, he's made it into the dictionary next to that word. Um, but this just this is like a really disgusting thing to say. I just have to, I just have to like br- bring it down for a moment to just right. really nail that down. Like this is just you know carte blanche to to uh, uh, you know abuse to murder to disenfranchise to revoke citizenship on. On yeah, millions and millions of people who are much more an American than Michael Flynn has proven himself to be. Oh, that's uh, interesting. Because you're saying like, what is? Well, so what would the result be? What would happen to all the people who are not of that one religion? He's kind of leaving that hanging for us to speculate about the. Yeah, yeah, the fucking day of the rope is what would happen. That's the obvious implication. Yeah. But in case this wasn't bizarre and evil enough, which religion do you think it is? Because this is a guy, and one of the things he got in trouble for was lobbying. Muslim fundamentalist Turkish government on behalf of the United States and the Trump administration and lobbying Putin's Russian Orthodox administration. So which religion, Flynn? It's the Russian Orthodox. I'll, I'll tell you, Alex, which one. Whatever his brand of, of Protestantism is. Exactly. That's but like, he's famously conspiring against U.S. interests with foreign elements that That's are not point. Protestants. Yeah, but Alex, sometimes you work with the, both the Jew and the Gentile. Sometimes you work with allies. Why the fuck is he working with Erdogan? Because Erdogan's a fascist. He lines up with him politically. Yeah, that's why it's not about religion. You have to have one religion, and it's you know gray wolves and and fucking. I'm sure he was on board with radical Turkish Islam. I'm sure he was on board with supporting the Taliban against the fucking Russians. Like, yeah, it's not about the 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 heathen of the rest of the world. He's saying America needs to be exceptional. And yeah. it's exceptional being exceptionally Christian. Oh, I see. So every country has to have one. Turkey has to have, uh, uh, has to have radical Islam. 
Russia has to have radical orthodoxy and we have to have radical Protestantism. Because that's just the way God meant for the world to work, which that's is everyone yeah. has yeah. their one thing. As you talked about with the planes, the planes violate and we're supposed to stay in our land and have our one religion yeah. and shut the fuck up. Yeah, it's the Israel model. We all get one country to be monsters in. <laughs> Uh, incredible. incredible. All right. Um, I haven't thought about Michael Flynn in a while. This is the first time I thought about Michael Flynn. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'm going to do a. It wasn't couple, passively received. A couple one offs. This one from Vice. I don't know what the fuck it's about, but it's funny. Good start. From Vice. Capitalism trapped me in the Phoenix airport. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever that means. I mean, literally, any time that they fuck you over with your flight. But uh, I'm sure he means something. I just like the that. like the specter of capitalism. Like canceled flight, delayed. You we lost your baggage. Well, it's like one of those 19th century like the pictures of like the enormously fat banking interests yeah. or whatever that, that are like him. devouring the poor. But it's like just him and he's trying to fly on the plane. And they like eat the plane. You will not. <laughs> you will not leave this terminal till you answer these riddles three. I mean, those guys basically were Attack on Titan, just the capitalists with the Titans. I just thought this was funny. Just the way they wrote it. I mean, I'm sure, you know, Vice is kind of funny sometimes. And the, most of the writers are a little bit younger or, like, a little yeah. edgier. And so I'm sure this would be a fun read. And I'm sure they'd get into what they mean. But I just like it at a surface level. Me too. <laughs> I'm here for articles that personify capitalism as, a, as an asshole. Yeah, I, I don't really know what's happening because that's such a baffling thing to say. But... I'm sure in some aspect it's correct. All right. <clears throat> We're going to go to the Associated Press. AP News. Brittany Freed. Judge dissolves Spears' censorship, uh, uh, conserva conservatorship. Y'all heard about this? this? This has been big celebrity news lately. I have heard about this, Jason. Thoughts on conservatorships and people having their own rights. Um, no comment. <laughs> no, uh, <laughs> obviously, yeah, it, was, it seems from what, I, what I've read pretty monstrous. Yeah, she's basically uh, been treated like a, a child with no autonomy for her, most of her adult life. While having all, all, much of her, um, much, much of the products of her labor, if we're to bring it back to our messaging, uh, siphoned away by her dad. So that sucks. Yeah, I think this is a really important story in the context of increased coverage of mental health. Like, the whole premise of the conservatorship is that the dad has claimed she is not mentally competent and capable of taking care of herself. So he controls her estate. And I, I think she was bipolar or something. Like, what was the justification? She had, you know, some breakdown and uh, maybe he was diagnosed with bipolar. I don't know. But I don't know the exact details. But what I, what I find interesting is like, this is a built-in way in the system for people with means and ability to exploit those who are not capable. Now, obviously, most people who are mentally ill do not have hundreds of millions of dollars in pop song earnings, but this is a way to control people's lives who we deem do not deserve to have control of their own lives. And I just think it's, it's a rare success story. And it's, it's particularly relevant, obviously, because she's a public figure. But just, I'm glad this is kind of getting some, some, you know, going over, giving the rounds. Yeah, I mean, there's definitely going to be a context or two in which someone is a, har a danger to themselves and others, and, and it makes sense to give someone who actually has their best interests at heart the ability to rein that in. When someone's, like, in their 40s, 
and worth hundreds of millions of dollars and the obvious motivation is to siphon that wealth for yourself and you're a scumbag parent, yeah, probably shouldn't have the conservatorship. Probably not the greatest plan. Um, especially when there's been like multiple court cases pursued by this adult person against your conservatorship. Right, clearly she's competent enough to put together a legal team to fight for her rights back. Yeah, yeah. like, hey, yeah, that, that should be the rule. If you can ask for it to end in a cogent sentence, then it needs to end. Well, you know, it also reminds me of a lot of the lot of stories we've done recently about um, basically why people plead guilty, how people get framed by cops, how it's easier to just plead guilty than a fight. Like, obviously she's the means to fight back. And just, that should have been, as Alex says, like, sign one, all right, she could control her own life. Uh, go back to her. Like, but I don't know, it's just, it, it bothers me that we, America's seen, you know, is the land of the free home of the brave, but we have so many systems. So many intricate ways for the elites to fuck over the non-elite and for the competent and the smartly evil to fuck over the genuinely good-hearted but maybe not the brightest. It's like we're just, we're designed for exploitation. And every time people learn about it, it's like, huh? How could this have been? Because the system is designed upon exploitation. There it is. I guess I, guess I answered my own question. You did it. You did it. Bad news, folks. Well, it's, it's also, it's, it's the American-style exploitation, which is cloaked in mysticism and distraction and legalism. Yeah. It's like, oh, um, it's not exploitation. It's just giving a parent control over the child because of mental health. It's, it's the legalistic version of, like, you know, police-adjacent shooting. It's, yeah, it's, it's the lib way of controlling people. Yeah, exactly. It's a way that's palatable to kind of a generally ignorant crowd that doesn't understand the details, or to a sort of, as you say, like, lib legalist process yeah they just say oh it was it was by the book it must be fine right everyone who's just like well it was by the book good enough i mean well that's like two-thirds of us if we're not paying attention like if you just say like what was the procedure followed and then someone says yes it's like all right i've lost interest for most things (laughs) that's that's where most people are at so like as soon as you get past the fact that like process was technically followed even if it probably wasn't but like it looks like it was followed okay like the whole fucking country got over multiple instances of this with like our presidential election stolen. We're like, well, process was kind of followed, so like, what? Even though it explicitly yeah. wasn't. Yeah, even when it was yeah, clearly not funny. followed. Like that's just how we operate. It's like, well, process is in. The outcome does doesn't really matter. Yeah, at this point, we just process. assume process was followed. Yeah. We're like, wait, people can be nefarious, huh? Like, if if an evil doesn't get corrected for long enough, then process must have been followed. <laughs> yeah. It's just like an assumption of yeah. correctness and goodness. Right, like, w- what happened must have worked because the process. Even if the process wasn't followed, that's why we got what we got. You just say, well, the process is whatever happened. That's how we act. <laughs> it's just deterministic. Huh? Yeah. It, yeah, it's, it's totally backwards. Thing happens must have been done correctly. Yeah. Alright, um, we are running low on time, but I've got a big batch from two news sources that I think are Peak relevancy for our style. All right, I'm going to start with Yahoo. This from Yahoo News. Unvaccinated by choice? COVID patients must pay for own medical bills from December 8th. What a dystopian nightmare. Um, yeah. I mean, maybe this will be the impetus for people to support Medicare for all. All the all the right wingers who are dying of COVID now have like hundreds of thousands of dollars in, in medical bills. So, is this? I I guess I'm I, I'm out of the loop. Perhaps was there some program to cover COVID bills up to this point? 
Are they just saying like, because that, that's what this suggests, right? No, like, no, you've actually hit on the real dark part of this. It's insurance companies not going to pay their bills. This is just a handout to the insurance companies. Okay, that's why it's I not thought. about a public program. Right. Yeah, um, well, I don't know. There might have been some like emergency powers act fade where it's like people. This is not like a pre-existing condition. This is a contagious disease. I, 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 I don't know. I never got COVID. I never went to the hospital. I don't know how this was handled from a insurance and money perspective. To me, the only other thing this could be referring to is pay their own emergency room bills, which, if you don't have the money, are usually paid for by the state. Yeah. Like, in the sense that you show up without insurance or money, and they're like, okay, well, the state has to cover the emergency room. However, that doesn't mean they don't try to hound you for the money anyway, first of all. And secondly, that's not usually what this is like you don't just go to the emergency room you usually get stuck at the hospital for weeks if you if you have a bad case that they got a fucking like respirator for you and iron yeah lung that was respirator. not covered in the first place which is why covid can bankrupt you but so, why do you think this was written this way because to me this is like the lib all it's time that we can morally shame the right wing it's like oh you 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 know, the, the progressives like make fun of us for not having health care for everyone. Well, now the right wingers eat it. Don't you like that? To me, this is another one of those shame articles, like one of our very first episodes, where it's a permission article, not a content article. Well, if, if it is about insurance, it's very weird that they don't include that in the headline at all, which, which leads me to believe either. Yeah, it is like kind of cover for insurance or it's not even about the U.S. Like it's about Canada or something where... Oh, no, this has got to be about No, because medical insurance is primarily a U.S. thing in the first place. Well, yeah, but there's insurance cover our medical bills. Insurance isn't mentioned in the first... You know, in the in most other countries, medical bills are not a significant expense that you'd even have to write an article on. I think to Alex's point, like, that omission's an intentional one to obscure there's a, where the money is. There's a famous Lewis Black comedy sketch where he describes the political process. And it, it's kind of simplistic, but it actually kind of works in this case where he's like, you know, Democrats say, we have an idea. And the Republicans show up and they say, and we can make it shittier. Um, yeah, this is taking a, a serious problem, which is the non-vaccination of a huge chunk of our electorate or you know citizenry, and saying how can we make this worse? <laughs> which is let's use their idiocy as a payout to insurance companies and a cudgel against them to feel even yeah, worse. Instead of either compelling them to get vaccinated, which we should have already been doing a long time ago, because it's a public health problem, not an individual health problem. Instead of providing incentive structures that actually help them in some way for doing it. No, let's provide punitive structures that enrich the already incredibly wealthy corporate sector of predatory uh, pharmaceuticals and predatory insurance, you know, medical insurance uh, at the expense of these people. Cause like, okay, okay. Let's say that you have a chud uncle you know, who, who won't get Oh, the recurring character of Chud. But again, Chud, Chud, everyone's got a Chud uncle. I know. Right? So you have your Chud uncle who's married to like a lib woman and has He's part of the children. new podcast canon ethos. So, so lib woman and lib children are married, you know, are the family of Chud uncle. They're all vaccinated. He is not. He gets COVID and goes to the hospital and spends a month in debilitating agony of COVID. Comes out going like, uh, I was wrong, you know. Okay, well, now they're saddled with like $80,000 of debt, and the rest of the family has to pay off that fucking money because of Chud Uncle, even though the rest of them got vaccinated, and none of them had anything to do uh, with this. I don't know if a not immediate family would have to pay for that. Well, unless he's willing to divorce the wife 
What I'm saying to you is people's finances are not purely their own. When you have families, when you have cohabitation, when you have shared bank accounts, you're creating problems like this, where essentially an individual being stupid is not just them being punished by, by a financial punitive system like this, which even alone wouldn't be just. Have, having someone get hit with like an $80,000 hospital bill shouldn't be happening under any circumstances for any reason. But this would not only make it seem normal, it would make it seem ethical and totally elide the fact that a huge number of collateral damage will occur. So, so what do you think? Do what do you think the corrective whipping behavior this is trying to accomplish is? No, it's trying to normalize the fleecing of people by insurance companies. You I don't think it's trying to change behavior? This is trying to change perception of what's okay? It's, to me, it's doing two things. Normalizing insurance companies defrauding their clients by not paying for coverage of things that they should have covered, and making libs jerk off psychologically knowing that the hogs they are, getting, their, yeah, they beat their are getting punished for the being hogs. Both of these things are disgusting. Which like the 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 core disgusting thing should be yeah. look at these people being gross and not getting vaccinated and endangering the public. We start from the moral high ground of we got vaccinated and these people did not out of a bizarre ideological incoherent belief. And of course, it's immediately lost by the rest of the sentence, which is let's laugh at their suffering and be glad that they're getting fleeced by a corporation, yeah, which is yeah. essentially defrauding them out of the money they already paid them to have insurance. Yeah, it, it is like our very first article which is this is permission to be both financially brutal to and prejudiced to a certain population you don't like. Again, most of these people came to this position because of political and media elites telling them this position. This was not a thing that was like Americans born of the soil all became yeah. anti-vaxxers uh, because of their heritage. No. Right, this it was, was politicized in real time. It was a hyper-politicized thing that changed public opinion from like 5% of people not getting vaccinated to like 40%, and they're almost all Republicans, and it has to do with Republican media organs and, and politicians. Those are the people who have done this. Gullible people listening to their leaders is like the history of the world. They are not the people who should be going into debt over this. You know, you know that's interesting. What do you think someone like Tucker Carlson would say to this article? Because Tucker Carlson, <laughs> immediate yeah. elite who is in himself vaccinated, he has to be yeah. over, but yeah. has told people who are his audience, right-wingers, to not be vaccinated. But he's also ra railed against socialism and yeah. Medicare for all. So how would yeah. he square the circle that is... Right, this, this, right. These, these problems need to be solved privately. All of their bills should be paid by Tucker Carlson. Because oh, he's course. the one who convinced them <laughs> to do it. But what so I'm saying is... Pay their fucking bills. What I'm saying is, what do you think his opinion on this would be? It's bad. Why? Because it's not socialist enough? Or because it's, it's unfair to Republicans. But what would be the solution? Don't do okay. it. Like, they have to pay the costs. But that would be implicitly accepting some sort of socialized medicine where no, it isn't. collective pays for the whole. No, it isn't. It's a private consumer getting the thing they paid for from a private company. Through insurance, you're saying? Right. And he's not saying the government should solve the problem. Okay, so you're saying he, he would be critical of insurance companies who are trying to do this too. Yeah, right? he's saying these insurance companies are defrauding Republicans for being Republicans, which is actually literally true in this sentence. Yeah. Now, you might say they're correctly defrauding them because they're idiots causing a public health problem, but this isn't actually resolving the public health problem. It's just punishing the yeah. individual. Yeah, I don't think you can ever say a sentence that has correctly defrauding 
right they're not like okay we're we're giving you like three months notice to get vaccinated after which your services will be ended therefore we are going to encourage you to protect the public by getting vaccinated it's just like oh you happen to get COVID, went to the hospital and incurred a bunch of debt yeah we're not going to pay it which i will also point out is a really easy foot in the door for them to argue that anything was this reason and, and try to prove, like, oh, well, did you prove that you have your vaccination card? We're not going to pay for it until you demonstrate it. It's a way for them to try to defraud even people who have been vaccinated as soon as you give them an out like this. Mm. Which is always the fucking wedge, which is why all this fucking ridiculous means-tested style requirements right. for whether or not things that say they do a thing do the thing right. are just creating opportunities for them to not do the thing. This is how insurance companies always try to limit their, their um, services. You know, poor poor black family can't find or produce the vaccination card because they didn't think to ask for it at the time because this was like a year ago when they got vaccinated. Oh, your person's sick in the hospital from a breakthrough case? We're not going to pay for it. Like, that's what this leads to. And then people will be like, whoa, they should have gotten vaccinated. Like, well, they did get vaccinated. You shouldn't have to provide a fucking passport to get health care. You shouldn't it's, provide you know, anything. It's like when libs say, well, there's nothing wrong with an ID requirement for voting. It's the exact same kind. I see. Christ's okay. sake. Like, we shouldn't even have private insurance for medical issues. But the fact that we have that, and now we're writing articles that excuse them fleecing people because those people are dumb. It's like, okay, great. Anything else we want to hand out to the insurance companies? I, mean, I, I think that I, 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 I've been pausing because I think there's a lot of good points in there. But after rereading the headline several times now, I really don't think it's about the U.S. Really? Because because like it states a universal, universally agreed upon cutoff for this, which would be very weird for all health insurance companies to have all decided that December eighth is the time that they stop covering medical bills for people who don't have the vaccine, which suggests to me that's a governmental thing. So, oh my God, you're right. I went to the source. This is a story about Singapore. Do they have universal what? healthcare? I don't even know. Amazing. <laughs> Why is Yahoo covering Why is that Singapore? News? Why is Singapore news? What the fuck? Amazing. Well, but now what we said may or may not even be applicable because I don't know what their health setup is. I certainly don't. Oh, man, that is funny. But see, that's the joy of this show. Sometimes we just go off and we're totally wrong because we don't have zero context. I find that well, fun. Some of what we said may be valid, audience. You decide because we don't even know. Right, but even hypothetically. Insur there's nothing stopping insurance companies from doing this in America. Yeah. They collude all the time. They could do I, the exact I same thing. I would be surprised if we do see this roll out. I'm sure they're already doing it quietly. America loves learning from Singapore and Bangladesh how to treat people. Yeah, they already deny you on things that they should be yeah. covering you for all the time. So. Find me an American who has not been denied a claim from an insurance company that they shouldn't have been denied. I'll find you someone who doesn't have insurance. Exactly. Yeah. Like, that's a that's an extremely common tactic to save costs is to just defraud the, their, their consumers. So, uh, yeah, it would not surprise me at all if there was comparable shit like this going on in the U.S. Maybe the U.S. companies are just smart enough not to say it. Yeah, they don't press <laughs> blast it across them. Yeah. Announcement. D the defrauding begins yeah. <laughs> December 8th. Get ready. This summer. All bets off. This yeah. winter. Yeah, all right, well, that was fun. Winter. Jesus. All right. We're continuing with Yahoo News. You Now, this one I found really interesting. Because, once again, I we talked about this recently. We're like, Yahoo News is political like ethic is totally all over the place this from yahoo news u.s allies drive much of world's democratic decline data shows correct yeah. not clear if that means america or america and its allies or just america's allies and it's excusing us 
but it's not excusing us because we support them and they're bad. Like, this one's really interesting. I mean, both America and allies would definitely be true, but it sounds to me like you're just talking about allies. Um, but even so, I mean, yeah, because we have a million dictators that we support. Right, we always <laughs> yeah. support fascists no matter what. <laughs> yeah, Our exactly. foreign policy is always support the most right-wing option. Yeah. Yeah, it's 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 the the, the friends that, that the U.S. has made along this journey. You can see now you don't have to listen to left wing cranks telling you the data shows it. There you go. Funny how that happens. Yeah, every time like authoritarian and right wing uh, institutions are like, we we ran the numbers and it turns out the left was right the whole time. It's always very funny to me because yeah. because then, then they like they don't know what to do. Yeah, it's like the, the cyber ninja like, audit. All they know how to do is like crunch numbers and hope that those numbers let them do their evil. And they crunch the numbers and it's like, oh. These numbers well, don't matter. <laughs> no yeah. one will read this. It's based on data. Because this is why they have, you know, there's entire think tanks and like policy wonk institutions designed to getting over the cognitive dissonance of this problem. Yeah. You know, you, you, have, you have groups like Freedom House, which is a, a far right um, crank organization that masquerades as a human rights organization that gives a freedom index, which just lists like every capitalist country is good and, and every left-wing <laughs> country is bad. And then says, like, no data pictured for any country you've destroyed. Um, so, like, they exist to solve this problem, which is to say, like, oh, don't worry. If you have, like, lib friends, you could just show them the freedom index. And then that means capitalism is good. They truly uh, are the freedom prize fast food of think tanks. Yeah, and it's, gr it's grotesque because, like, if you do academics, you'll, you'll constantly see them referenced as if they're a neutral organization. Um, when they're, they may as well just be, like, a, a CIA prop. Um, but, yeah, like... This sounds to me like someone fucked up in their, like, they didn't hire the spin guy. They yeah, they, to they forgot to not carry the one. Yeah, like, usually this would never reach the news. Usually they would say, like, new studies troubling implications that the world is in uh, dictatorial decline. U.S. concerned. Yeah, like, maybe it, it would be framed totally differently. It would be horribly... In no, go, no, go ahead, in. It would be something horribly insidious, like, U.S allies in third world countries fail to cling to the roots yeah. of democracy. Yeah. U.S. allies fail to live up to the potential of their U.S. alliance, decline to continue American friendship and generosity. U.S. not angry, just disappointed. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I think maybe they did hire the spin doctors, but the data is, it's not even data, it's so obvious. It's so like, you can't spin it. We, we support <laughs> Saudi Arabia. We support... Like they split I, it 360 degrees. My head. Yeah. Basically every fascist out there we support. Like a two on name, two on one. Duterte. It's like 72 font like red letters that's just like it's fucked. And they're like, okay, get me a spin doctor. And Code red able to turn it into. Abort. Abort. Like there's yeah. you can't hide this the gangrenous wound. Yeah. We always support our right wingers. So that you don't even need data. Just like look at the map. New data shows that the right wing cannot actually go far enough right for the U.S. to be happy with its foreign policy. Like, you know, our, our di foreign dictator is not sufficiently pliant for U.S. interests. Yeah, they still eventually like their countries more than, you know, yeah. apple pie. It turns out that right wing dictators are also usually nationalists, which oh, means I they're not as willing to be pliant to U.S. interests as we would hope. Um <laughs> Which is, again, the idiocy of the entire premise of saying everyone needs to be a self-interested egoist. Also, you all need to listen to us. Because that's been our foreign policy since like the start of the Cold War, which is everyone act like us, but also be our slaves. What? No. 
It's gonna work someday. We're just wish we're so to be us, up. but don't actually be us. Yeah, yeah. It's very As weird. Aspire to be us. Climb that geopolitical ladder, but ultimately still fall. Don't you know, the, the throne. In the old days, if you were a king or emperor, you'd be like, "No, don't be me." You're not smart enough or God inherited enough. And also it's a very dangerous job. Look how many people get killed doing the job. You should be happy being a peasant because being a peasant is safe and easy and what you were born to do. That was logical messaging, at least. That's what libs believe today. Yeah. Like, you that can't was, compete with me. You're not that smart. was rational messaging in the sense that at least the thing they were saying, if followed, would get the society they wanted where they're in charge and the other people serve them. Messaging, which is everyone should be the king even though you know when you're saying it that that obviously isn't going to bear out, it just leads to a bunch of angry, frustrated people <laughs> who want to tear down the system, which is what America is. Yeah. All right. Besides, note what every other country is to America. Yeah. All right, we're going to end with why people don't like science anymore. From Yahoo News, this mineral shouldn't exist on Earth's <laughs> surface. Ethically. But researchers, but researchers found it inside a diamond. Is this... Don't, don't you love when your science headlines try to, like, browbeat you into what you should believe? <laughs> this a, shouldn't exist. This is an element formed from, like, the pure suffering of African children. <laughs> it's like their dark soul. I thought maybe they, they this, there was some consensus to reclassify, like, Palestine as a mineral or something. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but, see, you know, once again, it's not sexy enough to say, like, this was predicted to not exist and then we found it. That's not cool enough. It should not exist. It should not exist. There's a, you should feel something about whether this exists. This is an abortion of God, this crystalline mineral. I, I don't know if we've talked about it on this show. I don't think we have. But, like, there is a weird thing going on with science articles and science news where they have to be exceptional and, like, clickbaity to get people to care about science. But when you do that, you actually, de like, degrade and erode the trust in the science being true. Some something like the vast majority, something like eighty percent of science articles have to be torn, like taken down after the fact because they either lied about the science that was actually done, or they misrepresent it, or they overrepresent it. Like I think this is a real reason why people have started to lose trust in the scientific institutions in America because capital pressures have forced them to try and make it clickbaity and raise enough money through it through advertisement. And but but the science gets lost in the path, just like when we talk about art, kind of gets compromised by the the pressures of capital when you when your academic abstract sounds like buzzfeed it's not really going to work out <laughs> yeah, exactly top three top 13 elements you've got to know like, it shouldn't exist on this planet what i think i think yeah like the idea of making science fun is nothing new obviously that's how we get, like we all grew up like bill nye the science guy and stuff like that with that attempt but yeah it's the tie to like this the smarmy marketing element of it yeah it's not even making science fun there's a million youtube channels that make science actually fun yeah, it's so the like make science tie. feel like you're missing out or yeah. there's some like mystical truth been discovered by science there's you could so easily phrase this in a way that isn't that like degenerate journalistic <laughs> sham but is so exciting like you could say like you know, mineral that previously was thought impossible, you know, like, like miraculous discovery, like something that emphasizes the newness and coolness, not the supposed shouldn't existedness. Yes, yeah. newly discovered mineral, extremely useful and helpful for our future. Yeah. Like, like, even you can, you can lie even then, but. You, you don't have to be this bizarre in your framing. You can still be sensationalist without it sounding like clickbaity. And <laughs> Total bullshit.
yeah, like this just sounds false. <laughs> like I don't think if you ask the average scientist about this, it'd be like, uh, science has lost. This is magic. Yeah. <laughs> I don't expect my, my science journals to to neg minerals. Yeah. Eh, that is good. Yeah, this is this is this is a mana crystal. That you know, like this this because they're making it sound like this is beyond science. It's like, well, no, it it's just a previously undiscovered thing in a rock. Like what? But that's like half of geology is just sentences like could be turned into sentences like this. They're just describing discovering new things. Yeah. But imagine if uh, Adar was like, this shouldn't be possible. This can't be happening. Even though I'm observing in real time and I have so much data explaining how it happens. And why. Got the Galileo treatment. This could just as easily have been written by the archbishop. Right, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. This has religious and mystical like in an intonation in the way it's written. You know, this mineral shouldn't exist, but a man found it in the women's restroom. Um, <laughs> doctors hate it. Found by a suburban mom. Like, I don't know. My brain is rotting internally. <laughs> all right. Like this. It's all blending together. All right. Well, do we have time for a lightning round of MSNBC brain rot? Or are we good to just cut it off at the... <laughs> cut just, it off just, now. Just, just give us one good one so we can wrap. Um, okay. <laughs> this one's pretty good. Uh, this actually is not from MSNBC. It's from the parent company, NBC. Mm-hmm. Uh, the MSNBC ones are actually kind of interesting. I, I, I want to save them for later because it's examples of where an MSNBC actually does occasionally give like a spigot of left-wing beliefs in the dirge of their normal bullshit. But here's one from M- uh, NBC News. Dirge. Yeah, I like that. More than 500 hop hospitalized from scorpion stings after storm in Egypt. Oh, interesting. Talk about biblical. Got him. The scorpions were waiting for this moment. I just imagine like a like scorpion NATO. Like a bunch of scorpions yeah. were flung around that were hiding in the yeah. sand. Oh, and they're, cool. just, they're stinging people midair. Wingsuits on. It's like that locust Air attack back. in Russia. Yeah, that's much cooler than what I imagine happened, which is just people took cover in d- deep areas where scorpions are. Oh, oh no, man. I like the scorpion attack. Like, Yeah, no, I'm, I'm retroactively crazy. doing the crazy one because it's more fun. <laughs> My mind first knows no limits. Yeah, that's like something out of Scorpion King. Like, The Rock did this. Yeah. Um, this horrible CGI. Do you think this was for you, as you say, like, to, to play to, like, the evangelicals who take this as a sign? Because they love talking about Egypt and plagues and storms. I just think it's a ridiculous news article that they were like, we're light today. Who's got something from the foreign news? And someone's like, I got this crazy bullshit. Like, it's just, mm-hmm. it's like the TMZ newsroom where they just have that weird lawyer who used to do judge, like one of the judge shows. And all these like weird lackeys that just come up with bullshit. Yeah. That's how I imagine every newsroom. I mean, the tragedy is most likely that in any time of significant human death in a country where there's man-eating animals, it creates serious problems of animals getting used to eating humans. Like, Egypt has crocodiles that eat people. Uh, and, you know, like historically, like in India, when a whole bunch of people died of a plague, a bunch of tigers started to learn to eat the corpses and became man hunters. So there well, is actually you're making the man eating horses analogy. All I'm saying is the bigger concern than me of the people getting scorpion stung is any country where there's a bunch of human bodies lying around that no one wants to go near because of the disease. You could end up with a, a really biblical horror of a bunch of animals that learn to eat humans. I don't think the human corpses are being left there. They're taken to fucking morgues. It's only 500 people. I, 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 I hope so. 500 hospitalized. We don't know if any Yeah, died. I didn't say they all died. 
Maybe Alex is predicting what will happen. A few probably did, but you know. It seems yeah. likely scorpions are pretty pretty fucking dangerous. Yeah, they're pretty depending small. on which one and how bad they sting you. Also, how are they getting to the hospital during like a hurricane? I, it was probably a sandstorm. That's what I'm imagining. Mm-hmm. I was imagining flooding from the Nile. Um, whatever. It's funny. Yeah, by boat. I guess it's flooding. Um, if it's a sandstorm, they're probably not getting to the hospital. Did you say it's funny? It's a, it's a, okay. This is an objectively funny story. I'm not saying it's like funny that all these people got hurt. Yes, it and is. That scorpions are dangerous. It is but the, the, cir- the circumstances and the situation is funny. How much you want to bet one of these people had COVID and recovers, and people start marketing the scorpion venom, just like the fucking snake venom, as like a uh, new COVID cure? Likely. Yeah. That's how all this bullshit gets started. I'm I, I'm just saying, give it two weeks, and we'll you start hearing about scorp- scorpion shit <laughs> happening. Yeah, yeah. Well, all right, Egyptian listeners just heard this, and it's getting ready to yeah start their own website. Well, you know what I have to say to him or her? Get over here! Ah, uh, okay, there it is. It's been you guys have been great. <laughs> See you next time. <laughs> Take care. Finish him. <laughs> Fatality on the episode. Hey, thanks for listening to the show. If you enjoy what we do here at the Non-Essential Workers Podcast and you want to support us, please check us out at patreon.com slash nonessentialworkerspodcast or by clicking the link below. For five bucks, you get access to the Patreon feed and twice, sorry, twice as many total episodes. How many more? I'll say it one more time for the back, twice. (laughs) Anyways, thanks and see you next time.